Coming at you live from the Do-Rag Dungeon, I'm that boy Coop back with a regular ass episode of the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired. This episode is brought to you by Ash Your Ankles and Smelly Ear Ringbacks. <laughs> Subscribe to the Rats Intelligence anywhere podcast or download it. Follow on the Rod and Karen Dodge and leave a nice five-star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts and I'll read it on the show. Also, leave me a voice message through the podcast host site and I'll add it to the show. What's up, y'all? Um... This has been a, another fuck ass episode. <laughs> Before you even get to hear anything, I'm gonna tell you it's the, the fuckery always spews and brews. This is where you want to go find the fuckery. I live where it is, unfortunately, but I'm gonna report it because that's what they do in the hood. Anyway, so we're gonna. <laughs> so that's what we do, nigga. We're gonna report the bullshit that we see. So it's episode 52. When I release this episode, it will be September 1st. Um, and uh, anything that may happen on September 1st, I ain't got you, bro. Anything that happened on September 31st, I mean, I mean, <laughs> September 31st, August 31st, I got you. Anyway, let's talk about this bullshit that's geared to be. All right, so first of all, before we get to the bullshit, I have like some random fucking ass like thoughts. I was thinking about this. If a house is over 100 years old, I always like assume that that motherfucker is haunted. Like it, it's always going to be multiple lives that have been lived in there. And if it's been around for 100 years, a motherfucker has probably died in that motherfucker. <laughs> so they go still probably haunt that thing. Hey, when I tell you, like, even if they soul was like, even if they die in the hospital. Nope, they soul is back with that house, bro. Like, mm-mm. This is why I will never rent a house that is over 100 years old. Hell, I get scared at 50. And I'm sitting here like, mm, this shit was made in the 70s. Huh? I don't know. I had been in an apartment that was made in, like, the 60s. And I was like, fat motherfucker. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, just assume that a place that's a hundred years old got them big ass ghosts, like them googly goop ghosts, like them whoa ass motherfuckers, like Scooby Doo who done it. And trust me, it's like Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. The monsters are real, and <laughs> like nigga, when I tell you I watched Scooby Doo on Zombie Island, I was like nigga, they real. <laughs> it was like that nigga who licked the bottom of his concords at outside of the nigga store in Texas. He was like, ah, look at that, it's real. He licked the bottom of the soul, like nigga. <laughs> but um, no, that shit is real. I don't fuck with them geosts and um, geosts, as some would like to say, um. And um, anything that make it not quiet no more when I'm supposed to be the only one is a problem. And anything that makes me think that I'm not alone will make me ski fucking dead <laughs> I'm not playing those fucking games with y'all niggas. Y'all think this shit funny. <laughs> it is, but the fuck am I doing in a house that got gobbledygooks in the motherfucker? <laughs> What, what the fuck do I look like chilling with the ghouls and shit? Okay. Be like, yeah, yeah. So what's up, Thurnus the 14th? Like chilling in my fucking house. Thurnus, <laughs> would you can't have tea with me? And I see a fucking cup floating in the air. Like, nigga, I'm not playing them games. <laughs> I'm not playing them haunted house games with y'all niggas. <laughs> y'all can play. Y'all can play like it's Disney. And nigga, I'm, I'll be out of the playhouse then. Get me the fuck out. 
all right um <laughs> moving on so um <clears throat> i thought about you know there's like i was talking to a co-worker this morning and i was telling her like hey man like there's like a difference like between being bougie and just wanting nicer things because you know like as a person who is in a family that is very vast and has people from all different economical backgrounds um when you start shining and shit and you making your money and shit they be like are oh, you different now are oh, you changed are oh, you somebody else you i don't even know he different like they think you completely have just turned your back on them i'm like no i just don't want to be in the hood is it is it is it wrong to say that i don't want to live in the hood what's wrong with that i just hey i'm gonna go eat i'm gonna go chill we're gonna have cookout shit in the hood all that shit hit the hit, hit thing though hit the thing though i ain't gonna live in that motherfucker if i have the money and the means to not do that i think i think i should i shouldn't do that i think i should live in a place that that that, that suits my bank account okay like it is it, like yeah i'm making more money and yeah i live in a nice area what's wrong with that they be like oh you bullshit maybe i like some of the nice shit <laughs> like maybe i just like the motherfucker like dame's chicken and waffles right down the street okay which is a black owned business got some of the best taste of food in the world i'm like oh shit like me like you gotta have some sensibilities about your shit. Like, I ain't just gonna be straight up bougie and act like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I cannot have such plebeian food on my plate. Like, nigga, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, <laughs> I am from Greensboro, North Carolina. I grew up off Merritt Drive, okay? If y'all niggas know where Merritt Drive is, you been through that motherfucker, you know. <laughs> my favorite restaurant okay that was not a chain restaurant okay it was a chain restaurant the closest restaurant to me was a libby hill right libby hill was a seafood restaurant right i went back to that corner that corner got a damn check casting place in that motherfucker that just tells you what kind of neighborhood that is <laughs> like i'm just gonna tell you like straight up so it makes me sad that, that 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 place is gone but this is just an like this just tells you like the situation in the, in the matter of what this is i still will go back to where my folks at like you niggas that forget that shit like that's bougie but niggas that will come back and be like that's family that's my folks i love them you know and and you don't have a like stuck up itness about everything then that's different like that's bougie that's really bougie to me there's a difference there's a difference there's a difference in wanting to live somewhere nice and being humble and doing your thing and like chilling and then you know and then there's just like you just bougie like there's certain things about where i live where the people can be bougie at times but i am not that person i'm just i'm not i'm like nigga i will go to durham I won't be out there at night, but I will go to Durham. <laughs> like, I won't be in certain parts of it at night. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know the good parts of Durham. Like, downtown Durham is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like, South Point, beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
the Duke Gardens, even over there, it's beautiful. Like all over Durham, even if you go to that motherfucker, it's it, it can be great stuff to do. You know what I'm saying? Like niggas, stop being so damn scared of Durham. <laughs> Durham is Durham, nigga. But you know that's a misconception. It's people that's like I'm too good to go there. Oh the fuck ass. That's why I still like Waffle House. <laughs> I still go to Waffle House. Okay, I, I love Waffle House. Waffle House is bae. I don't care what none of y'all niggas say. That's me and my sister's favorite spot to go eat. Okay. I will go there at 2 a.m. I will go there in the morning. I'll go there in the afternoon. I don't give a fuck. I will go to Waffle House. Okay. Niggas that don't like Waffle House, your priorities is fucked up. I said it. I said it. Your priorities is fucked up. <laughs> like me and my sister, the type of niggas that be like on our birthday, we be like, hey man, let's go to Waffle House for breakfast. And like fuck up a plate uh fuck up a damn all-star breakfast and shit like we them niggas <clears throat> like they were building like a, a waffle house right across um like on the exit down from um where my my folks live right and my sister was fucking like fucking stoked like a motherfucker and she was like going all the way off on that shit because when COVID happened, they slowed the building on it. And they were like, nigga, chop, chop. Because construction be hella fucking fast during COVID. I don't know if y'all niggas been noticing. COVID has accelerated construction. Like, them motherfuckers was like, oh, it ain't nobody occupied in these motherfucking buildings? Oh, we finna get to work. So, I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. But, yeah, I'm getting sidetracked as, as, as I'm talking about this shit. But, um, yeah. um, I have a new announcement. Um. I'm finally gonna be getting HBO Max because y'all like, oh, nigga, you doing stream things, but you ain't got no, you ain't got no HBO shit. You ain't got no Insecure. You <laughs> By the way, I am a big fan of Insecure, but I did not have HBO, and that was crushing. So when I tell you soul crushing, like the first time I ever missed any Insecure was this year, and um, on top of that, I wanted to watch Lovecraft Country. I've, I've watched a couple episodes of Euphoria, um, but I really wanted to get deeper into that. And I also wanted to go back and watch The Watchmen. So, um, with all that, um, you know, um, HBO Max finna be uh, on the payroll. And um, with, with entertainment being um, in my purview, if you will. Might as well talk about Chadwick. Um, it, it's sad. It's sad here. But let me tell y'all, when I got that news, I thought I went into a coma for a second. Like, I was like, this shit is not real. I am dead. I am not real. I am not of this world right now. What the fuck is going on? Chadwick Bozeman died of colon cancer. Um... And it was a four-year battle. So he was dealing with this since 2016. Black Panther came out in 2018. Okay. Um, so he was doing like all types of shit. Like he was doing the five bloods. He was doing like Black Panther. Then he was doing like five, ten, eleven other projects on top of that. And I was just like, bro, like this nigga getting chemo and doing all of this shit while he is like he's getting chemo and doing all this shit like he's doing all of these movies 
And everybody was wondering like why he looked so skinny that one time. And now we know why. Nigga had stage four colon cancer. When he got diagnosed, he was stage three. So it was like, ah, bro, it ain't looking good for you. Colon cancer moves fucking fast. Like there are two types of cancer that once you got that motherfucker, it's pretty much a death sentence for your ass. Um, pancreatic cancer and colon cancer. Them motherfuckers, them two motherfuckers, they will strike your ass out and ain't really no coming back. And um, man, when I tell you we lost like a true hero, like that 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 one hit me. That one hurt real bad. That one hurt me bad. Chadwick is the fucking man. Like losing Chadwick is a different kind of hurt, you know. Um, that man made black kids all over the world happy. Like imagine being a parent and telling somebody that Black Panther died, guys. Like imagine, like trying to tell them. Like I was listening, uh, I, I was reading a tweet from um, one of my favorite podcasters, um, Phenom Black, Brandon from Where's My Forty Acres, um, and he had a great tweet where he said, "Like man, like it, he's not even sad. He was like, I'm just disappointed." And he was like, "Imagine years, like months down the line, you driving in the car and you, you're wondering why like Black Panther died." You know, or having to tell your kids that Black Panther died, you know, and trying to figure out like why, like why? It's just mind numbing at this point, you know. And um, with all the other bullshit going on in the world, this just had to happen. They were like, man, we just need. This is one of them times where Black people just need some time. To be like, all right, I need to think. I just need to think. Like this, it's one of those moments where you just like, bro, I got to sit on the side of the road and contemplate things right now because the biggest hero for black people just died right now. Do you know how long I have been waiting for that movie, Black Panther? 10 years, 10 fucking years. And it finally happened in 2016. I was super happy. I was super happy. I read the comics. I had watched the little television show that they had, you know, the... Like that old That old television show that was on Netflix Okay I watched that one That old Black Panther one Like the, you know Then you watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff on Disney And you know I'm just saying like Then you find out Oh man we're getting Black Panther And it's like so many things that they hint to I'm like oh they're hinting at Wakanda I'm like oh we're gonna get Black Panther Like And then The man who portrayed this immaculate character, individual, representation of a culture between two cultures is gone? Man, it, it took so much. It took so much out of me. Well, like when I say it took everything I got to be like, let me not break something. Yeah, or not cry every moment of the day. I'm like, this morning, oh, I had trouble getting it. I was like, man, T'Challa dead, though, bro. Like, it just be like, but T'Challa dead, though, bro. Wakanda forever, you know? Like, I had a um, hoodie that I got for Christmas uh, a couple years ago. And it was a Black Panther hoodie with the ears like the panther ears in it and you could zip the hoodie all the way up and there's two eye holes you know it was like almost a costume as a hoodie 
you know, and I wore that just chilling all the time when I was in my apartment up in DC. And then when I moved back, you know, it's weird because this was like two weeks ago. I tried it on. I tried to scare my family one Sunday morning because I was staying over there during COVID, you know. And that just, it really made me think about things again. Like, I was just like, this shit, man. This is sad. It's really sad. He was only 43. He was only 43. And the irony was that he died on Jackie Robinson. Because he portrayed Jackie Robinson in 42. It's just like, wow. The complete shattering of my being. You know, but let's move on. Um, kind of want to get into some travel stories, and these travel stories are not mine. These travel stories are vicariously told by me um, through some other avenues on YouTube. I think you should check out this channel called Black Experience Japan. Um, the Black Experience Japan is hosted by a, I think he's a Jamaican individual who actually lives in Japan, and uh, it's a very interesting um, kind of antidote to kind of pick apart when you are talking about black folk and these have mainly been black men they have been that i've seen these interviews with and um there was actually a black woman i think i'd watched earlier but i just forgot the story so right now i'm gonna focus on these two stories um and i kind of want to talk about this is one black man who lived in japan for 38 years wild as fuck right dude is legit like born from philly you know um went to the air force and when he went to the air force he ended up becoming a broadcaster for the air force while he was in japan stationed in japan right and um he loved everything about japan before that like he he wanted he was fascinated with the idea of wanting to come and live in japan and stuff like that and um you know he did his whole broadcasting stint there you know he got his degree he did everything you know as like i think since from him from when he was like 18 on or like and then he i think he officially moved to japan when he was like 21 or something like that and i think he spent a little bit of time in hawaii and came back to japan and um you know it, it it just stuck with him like he was just like man this place is great he learned japanese he ended up becoming a professor for temple university through japan their japan um uh campus and like what he constantly says is that he feels so free in japan he feels like he doesn't have to be anything or live up to any certain expectations he is himself and he doesn't have to worry about that much like the systematic oppression of being black like he doesn't have to worry about that shit like there's a little bit of prejudice in this because i mean a lot and a lot of their prejudice is like curiosity because they don't know black people like that because they don't see them like that but um he said he felt like extremely like free there like 99 percent of their experience there was them loving japan um yeah so that's crazy um then and then there's another story of this guy who is from st louis um and actually moved to atlanta later on in life and then moved to the west coast and he got really really fascinated with 
Eastern culture, Far Eastern culture, um, more specifically Japanese culture. You know, he was like an anime. He was like, a, you know, um, a lot of a lot of the um, you know the, the the language itself, some of the culture, some of the food. You know, he was liking a lot of that stuff. And eventually, he was like, oh man, let me let me let me take a trip down there. And he ended up getting a job there, becoming a journalism. Um, I think like a journalism like presenter or something like that, like like a newscaster or something like that for for Japan. Uh, that tends to be the case for a lot of black folks from America that move to Japan. They seem to be in either broadcasting or education. It just seems to be the same kind of trajectory. But um, yeah, they you know he ended up kind of moving down there. He was talking about the dating scene, how like it it was uh, different. I'll say it's different. I won't say easy. I'll say it's different for him and certain things about him kind of came easier to him in the dating scene there it was interesting but here's my thing i ain't playing in the mood of that motherfucker (laughs) i'm gonna be real with y'all i ain't playing in the mood no damn well like that i was like i'm flirting with an idea to be like i just want to visit and then i'm like some bullshit came up like in their stories and i was like wait a minute wait a minute hold up hold up hold up hold up hold up this this the one that made me go like hey hold up man (laughs) when both of these guys started telling these stories you know the common thing the common denominator that came up was housing not that the housing was bad or anything it was that when they asked to like when they were looking for a place to live people who owned these houses or housing you know, uh, situations. Don't know exactly what to call it. The people that were renting out individuals in these housing areas tend to show a lot of um, housing discrimination, like heavy housing discrimination, because most of the time they'd group a lot of people that were black into like these this foreigner group because they tend to be like an anti-foreigner company or not company country they tend to be like oh yeah 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 we don't fuck with y'all because you ain't you ain't you ain't here you don't deserve to get a house here because you not really living here nigga but it's just like really odd because it wasn't just because he was black it's because he was american and black and there was a stereotype built up in some of these um like housing people's like minds they were like yeah i don't rent to black people because you know i'm fucked up for using that accent i don't i I don't rent to black people (laughs) i'm gonna give i'm gonna get canceled for that shit but (laughs) basically they were like i don't rent to black people because they don't stay long and they're messy and i'm like you ain't shit and he was like you ain't shit and hung up the phone on him you know one of them was like i i think this was the one from philly yeah the one from philly was like oh fuck you and he basically said that everything else (laughs) in japan was pretty much fine like and the other dude from like st louis that moved it was kind of in atlanta too um he was like yeah i kind of feel the same way and i was like "Hmm, interesting so the housing discrimination is the thing and i'm like but i'm trying to live there if i'm trying to live there y'all don't want me there (laughs) she i ain't playing them games fuck that shit fuck that shit so um with all that being said um it's interesting 
it points out some shit about Japan, and it points out some shit about the Far East. You know, a lot of a lot of people who are from America or just black, because it won't just uh, black Americans. It was like people of all low, pretty much all over the African diaspora. So we're talking about like people from Botswana, you know, people from Jamaica, you know, people from Britain. You know, it's just, it just like it's they kind of get that kind of treatment, you know, and they looked at like a spectacle almost when they come over there. Cause they're like, Oh my gosh, black boss on. Oh yeah. Yo, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's wild, bro. Like that shit do something to you. Like, but, but you know, fuck it. Let's get into another topic. Let's move on. If I offended you, I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I ain't shit. I'm I'm wild as shit. Don't 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 pay me no mind. I am stupid. Anyway, um, <clears throat> let's talk about this protest that happened um today. It's actually today or yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Oh, you're thinking it's a Black Lives Matter protest? No, 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 no. I would not be talking about it because I'm like, yeah, yeah, right on, brother. Yeah, yeah. And um, this is something else. Um, so in Marion, North Carolina, there was a Blue Lives Matter protest <laughs> because at one of these establishments that this person was working at, they were asked to take it off because it held the Blue Lives Matter slogan. White people want to be oppressed so bad. All right, so let's let's talk about it. Let's read this article. This is from Fox 8, which is the local, you know, news station. That Fox 8, I grew up with Fox 8. <laughs> not my preference, not my choice, but they were they were they were right down the street. All right, so Blue Lives Matter gathering held, that shit sounds dumb as fuck. Gathering held at NC Lowe's NC Lowe's that makes sense. Because Lowe's is a, let's just say the 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 color of the insignia for Lowe's is blue, but the people that work there are not of the mind of blue politically. <laughs> so, Marion, North Carolina, protesters gathered outside at Lowe's in North Carolina on two on. Tuesday on Thursday to show solidarity with police officers. Um, okay. WLOS reports the event was a Blue Lives Matter protest with people dressed in black and blue. Get the fuck out of here. Protesters chose the location because they say a couple weeks ago a Lowe's employees wore a Blue Lives Matter mask to work but was asked to remove it because it violated store policy. Interesting how. Those motherfuckers stand up, but they ain't gonna stand up for us when we wear a BLM Black Lives Matter uh, uh, mask and shit like that. Oh, that's a problem for you. Oh, but it, this ain't a problem for y'all ass, and y'all gonna protest, okay? An organizer says the employee's father was a police officer who died on duty in 2014. Come out peacefully, assemble, get together, show solidarity not only for Garrett and his family and what he has gone through with this incident, but to also show our support as a community for law enforcement, said Chris March, who was at the event. Okay, so this is what's getting lost in this entire message. I really, it sucks that your dad died, sir, as a police officer on duty. Here's the problem. The messaging of Blue Lives Matter is 
dismissive towards Black Lives Matter. It's like that one shot back at you. Like, oh yeah, um, yeah, they don't matter. Um, these matter. Um, yeah. And it's the most dismissive thing to a black person to say blue lives matter. You know why? Because you're missing the point. <laughs> you're missing the point. There is no such thing as a blue life. Okay, you take that badge and gun off when you go to bed at night and you're done with your shift. Okay. You can walk around and no one see that you're a police officer when you're not on duty. Okay. And my black ass, you know, my blackness, I wake up with that motherfucker. I go to bed with that motherfucker. I go to my job and I clock out with that motherfucker. Okay. This is during and after and around. And when I'm on vacation, I'm black. When, when, I'm, when I be dead, I'll be black. You know, I'm just saying like, I'm going to always be black. You retire from being a police officer with pension and benefits. So I'm just saying you full of shit using that term. It really sucks that your father died, okay? But you ain't shit using that term. Get the fuck out of here. All right, moving on. <laughs> so Adele's being a pu <laughs> I can't even get my words right. Adele is being accused of cultural appropriation. And um, there's a picture going around via page six of Adele, who is very skinny now. She is like almost unrecognizable. It is weird. Adele is, is accused of a cultural appropriation wearing a bikini, a bikini top with Bantu knots in her hair and a Jamaican... And the Jamaican flag bikini. The Jamaican flag bikini does nothing to bother anyone. But the the Bantu nuts. That's that is where people are like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. Here we go. Here we go. To add context, at least let's do this. A new photo of Adele has sent the internet into a tizzy, and it's not because of her figure. On Sunday, the English songbird, 32, posted a photo of herself clad in a bikini top emblazoned with the Jamaican flag and Bantu knots, a hairstyle that's traditionally been worn by black women. Happy what we would be nodding carnival. <laughs> happy what we... What? Happy would be Notting Hill Carnival, my beloved London. <laughs> she, it's definitely no. She has like happy would be my not, happy would be Notting Hill Academy, my beloved London. Like that, that would be closer. <laughs> she captioned the snapshot. Um, the annual London festival usually takes place this weekend, but was postponed due to the coronavirus pan pandemic. The revelry which attracts over 2 million people yearly celebrates the British West Indian community. <sighs> I don't even know, man. I'm just, I'm like Adele. The band two knots was a bit much. Um, and let's be honest. She's always been spicy white. <laughs> like when it came to the music, she's been the spicy white queen. Um, and this shit, I just don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, what's funny is I'm wondering who did her Bantu knots. A black person. <laughs> like, a Jamaican person, probably. Like, 
I'm just confused. It, uh, more than anything, I am confused. Like Adele body hitting, but her body always been hitting because I, I, I don't know. I, I liked her when she was big too. But I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> this shit bother me. This shit bother me, and I just don't know what to say. <laughs> like Adele, oh Lord, help us. So um, I, I've been trying to like think of, I'm, I'm, I've been thinking about like the police reform situation you know um and a lot of the you know um language around it like like defund the police um here's something i want to say because i'm kind of doubling back on that that whole blue matter shit um i kind of want to say like defund the police is probably the wrong term to use um and as one jamel hill said um i think we should use a different term and we should retire the term defund the police because i think it's incendiary and i think it doesn't really get the point across of what we really want to do and so when you 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 use a term like that it doesn't exactly express what you want to do and what we really should use is police reform because that's really what we're doing we're creating police reform we're not you know completely getting rid of them the, the fucking like departments and shit that's not what we're saying but the republicans are gonna take that rhetoric and run with it what really is like the meaning behind this is really we want police reform we want like the way policing is in this country to be completely changed we don't want to completely get rid of law enforcement entirely but we want to change how it's done and the system that it in which it lives you know i'm saying like bro like i'm tired of getting pulled over boy like i'm tired of the shit well like a nigga get pulled over for nothing and they find some whack fuck ass reason to give you um a ticket or 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 to lock you up for just minding your fuck like minding your fucking business like i'm chilling right and most of the time i could just be chilling right chilling rolling down the road you know oh i got a nice car so they're like oh man you know he looking real nice in that car i don't think he's supposed to be driving that so they'll pull my black ass over and be like uh, looks like you're just driving while being a nigga and i'm just like well looks like i'm fucked like i'm just tired of how this is being perpetuated by people who are considering to call themselves good cops and honestly you're complicit in it you're complicit in spreading this disease and virus that is crooked cops and police brutality and all of this really really bad shit okay like i understand there are some that want to go into the apartments and mean well and change it from the ground up, but it's systematically built to keep us down and to keep us afraid of them and to feel like we're never safe. 
and to make us feel like even when we're not doing anything that we should be fearing for our lives just because of a simple traffic stop because white people oh they see oh yeah it's just gonna ask my you know license registration that ain't always the case with me when i even get around cops my heart beats like a motherfucking drum okay that shit is no joke that is the scariest shit of all time so when i say police reform I mean police reform not defund the police but we need real police reform in this country because the Republicans are going to take anything and twist it that's the name of their game on that note support black businesses all over (laughs) I got one black business that, you know, I, I think that you should support. It's called Blavik. If you want nice do-rags, any kind of do-rags, because I think everybody, you know, inside and they want to protect their hair right now. Go to Blavik, you know, go to shopblavik.com. And as always, thank you. <laughs>